And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of the Assembly Call. Uh, today, your Indiana Hoosiers uh, were defeated by Arkansas 71 to 64 at Assembly Hall uh, after having a 38 to 33 halftime lead and stretching that lead to 11 points at one point in the second half and also to nine points uh, at some point in the second half, only to see uh, one field goal in, in the last seven minutes uh, lead to the loss today for your Hoosiers. I'm your host, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips and chat mob Chad Schwartzkopf, and we'll break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. And let's start this show the way we start every show, and that is with our banner moment. Uh, for me, the banner moment was... Uh, the play of uh, Trace Jackson Davis continuing to play well. It, it's hard in a losing effort uh, to be very positive for a banner moment, but Trace Jackson Davis uh, with 20 points, uh, six rebounds, struggled a little bit from the free throw line, but he was very dominant in the first half with 16 points. And part of the reason that Indiana did not uh, end up victorious tonight was because he only was able to get three shots in the entire second half uh, of action. But uh, Trace Jackson Davis continues to be a presence. He is someone that uh, the teams have to pay attention to and, and game plan for, and it's just great to see a freshman come in and play as consistently well as he can. And the word consistent is going to be discussed tonight, all the way down from the coaching staff's decisions to uh, players' decisions. Uh, the lack of consistency uh, finally bit uh, your Indiana Hoosiers. Um, so uh, our Hoosier, our banner moment tonight, as always, is brought to you um, by our friends at Homefield Apparel, a local business that was founded by an IU grad and remains based in Indianapolis. Homefield Apparel has what is absolutely the most comfortable and unique IU apparel that you will find anywhere. If you want basketball gear, you they have you covered with vintage basketball designs, plus the shirts they recently released commemorating the anniversary of the watch shot. And if you want football gear with the Gator Bowl fast approaching, they have definitely have you covered. Homefield Apparel released a new football-inspired design each week during the historic IU football season, including a hashtag 9-win Indiana t-shirt that might come true on Thursday night if Indiana can beat Tennessee. And of course, Homefield still has the incredible, comfortable Bison logo hoodie, a favorite of the hosts on our show and of IU fans everywhere. It is made out of their soft tri-blend material and is the most comfortable hoodie you will find anywhere. Here's one final note that you need to know before you order. Because you're a member of the Assembly Call audience, you get a massive discount when you order at homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code ASSEMBLY20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. That's ASSEMBLY20 for 20% off your order. Go to homefieldapparel.com today and get the most unique and comfortable IU apparel anywhere. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. Ryan, what's your rant on today's Indiana Hoosier performance? That That's the, one of the worst losses the Archie Miller era right there. Uh, Indiana was up, at, I think, 11 at one point and finished the game. Arkansas finished the game on a 19-3 run over the last seven minutes and 50 seconds. I, it's just unacceptable from everyone. And I, I wrote on Twitter, this Archie Miller earned this loss. I mean, his guards were terrible. But at some point when a lineup isn't working, when your game plan isn't working and your players aren't executing it, you need to change those players. I mean, you know, Armand Franklin wasn't good tonight. This was, I mean, the, everything he was in the Notre Dame game, this was the opposite of that offensively. Uh, but Devontae Green had no business being on the floor late. He turned the ball. He had so many bad turnovers. He shot 12 three-pointers 
and made four. So many of those three-pointers were awful, not in the flow of the offense. Just dribble around, look for something, look for something. Rob Finnessy, I understand he was gassed. Somebody said who was there uh, that, that he looked tired at one point. He was plus eight on the night. When he was on the floor, the team played better. You know what? You have a week off coming up. You let the kid on the floor at the end of the game to play. His defense was the only thing stopping Isaiah Joe uh, for Arkansas. I, I, look, I, I finished. He was, was one of three from the field, one of two from three and two of four from the free throw line. But the offense moves when he has the ball. When Devontae Green has it, he stands at the top of the key and dribbles side to side. They were not getting the ball in the paint in the second half. At some point as a coach, you have to make an adjustment. And whether that's adjusting players or adjusting what you're calling or whatever, the only thing Indiana does really well offensively is work in the paint. And they didn't do that in the second half. And waiting around and waiting around and waiting around for them to figure it out is not going to work. You have to sub guys out. You have to change what you're doing. Or Arkansas is going to beat you. And they did. And we are Indiana earned that loss. They did not play well. And yeah, it's on the players too. I, I Look, I'm not saying that Archie Miller is the only reason they lost. But if you're Archie Miller, you know your team pretty well. You've seen them blow leads in the past. And what is one of the problems when you have blown leads in the past? You've had lineups out there that aren't getting it done. There was a stretch there where Arkansas was coming back, and he had a lineup of Armand Franklin, Devontae Green, Justin Smith, Trace Jackson Davis, and Joey Brunk. Joey Brunk was giving you nothing in the second half offensively. You needed a bucket badly. Joey Brunk was giving you nothing offensively. Justin Smith, we know, is hit or miss offensively. If you can actually get the ball to Trace Jackson Davis, he can do something for you. Armand Franklin was brutal offensively tonight. And then Devontae Green was, yeah, he can occasionally hit a crazy shot for you, but he was 5 of 16 from the floor and was turning the ball over every time he'd go into the interior. Why do you have that group on the floor in a key moment? Change guys up. You don't have to change everybody, but pull a guy out. Put you know a, a guy like Ray Thompson, who I thought played pretty well tonight. Put him in there. Put, uh, you know, Demise Anderson was in for parts of it. He had a pretty bad game offensively, but defensively at least was was showing some effort. Put Rob Finnessy back in. Put, you got Deron Davis on the bench. You know he can post up. Put him back in. Change something. Just changing anything can, can, can alter a game. It can alter momentum and it can change things. And he left the same group on the floor for a, what felt like five, six minutes. And Arkansas raced right back into the game took the lead and never looked back and he was never able to get the momentum. And then late in the last segment, that last four minutes, he didn't do, we didn't do it. I mean, Indiana did not do anything. And, and the same guys kept on the floor possession after possession where you're getting nothing to the interior. You're not even risking a pass on the, on the interior. You're just wandering around the outside and taking a bad shot or driving into a crowd and throwing something up. If you're not getting anything offensively, you're not going to all of a sudden get something good offensively with the same people on the floor with the same game plan. You need to change something. And so that is what was so frustrating. And I've been a big Archie Miller defender. I know he doesn't have the, the, the roster he would prefer to have. But at some point when things aren't going well, you need to change something. You cannot just expect it to all of a sudden work out. And this is a loss that could haunt Indiana if they have a rough you know, go in the Big Ten if they're trying to get eligible for the tournament. Arkansas hadn't beat a top 100 team yet and went on the road to Indiana as an unranked team. I know they're 11 and one now, but they're unranked and beat Indiana at Assembly Hall. No, this was a huge missed opportunity. And and the, the coach deserves the blame. The whole coaching staff deserves the blame. You cannot not make changes when things are going poorly and just expect it to all work out. 
And also joining us, filling in for Jared, who's having technical difficulties, Chat Mob Chad. It's a good night to be on the show, maybe, and not in the Chat Mob. Um, what's your rant? Oh, I mean, it, it, it is. It, as Ryan said, this game was lost by our guards. And Archie Miller was a guard when he played college ball. And so I lump him in there with our guards. It was just hard, bad call play and everything. And I can't believe towards the end of the game, I was actually calling for IU to get some turnovers, get some turnovers, try at least to get it into the paint, at least try to feed it. If you're getting turnovers, I'm still satisfied. You're at least trying to get it to those guys because we went so far away from that game and just got confused and let them uh, do what they do. And, and a team that shoots the three like this and a guy that shoots uh, lights out can knock it down from four feet away from the three-point line. Uh, that's when games like that get scary, and it, it happened. Uh, you don't get far enough away from them, they can knock down those threes and immediately you're in the game and your offense isn't clicking anymore. And well, we saw the outcome of that. So it's aggravating that we can't piece together a full game. Three, three quarters of this game, I was decently happy with and I was satisfied with. And then that last quarter of the game, we just, we, we mailed it. We air mailed it like we have been. You know, one of the, one of the storylines that I think is very important um, and with with what Ryan said was the ejection of L Durham. Um, you can you know, and Ryan makes a good point about changing things up. But when you have four guards and one of them gets ejected with eight minutes to it go was, in the in the first quarter or first half, and it was an absolutely a reaction to a bump by the physical play of Arkansas, and it was an intentional elbow high to the head. That is a horrible decision. Yeah. Uh, that that's not on Coach Miller. And now you're down no, to I agree. now you're down to four guard three guards. Uh, and and when I you started to lose the lead, Finnessy was on on the floor. A coaching buddy of mine texted me said, "Is he sick? He doesn't look right. He's not Maybe looking he's right." Not. And so the reason he didn't play the last three seventeen probably is something's not right with Rob Finnessy health wise. Comes out. If it so comes you're down out, to two guards. Let me let me step in. You're if down he, to two if guards. He, if it's if it comes out that Rob Finnessy was suffering from an illness or something like that, then yeah, it's understandable why he left the other guys on 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 the. Floor on the floor, but you still have to rein those guys in and say like, Hey, this isn't about you. Get the ball to trace Jackson Davis. He's the best player on the floor. He needs a touch. How many touches did trace Jackson Davis get inside 15 feet in the last 10 minutes of the game? And that's on the guards yeah. to get it to him. You well, know, I, I, I think, I, I um, I, uh, Devontae and, and was way, pulled. Devontae was pulled after he d- his second bad play in a half where he went through the legs and tried to throw a pass. He, he was pulled, um, Sometimes look, it's just a struggle when everyone there's one, one player played well today. That's Trace Jackson Davis. Yep. The other player who played, two players played average, and it was your post players. It was Joey Brunk, uh, who was up and down, left a lot of points uh, at the paint, uh, at, yeah. at the rim. But he did get some rebounds. He did bring some yes. level of toughness, but an average performance. And Ray Thompson in stretches, in stretches, Joey was really good, so, and in other stretches, he was really bad. And, so your three best post play, your three best players were your post players. Um, you're you're at a loss when things start snowballing like that and subbing and you're trying to do all those things. Um, this Chad is, I think, absolutely a thousand percent. This game falls on the guards. Arkansas's yeah, me, guards hit too. shots. Arkansas's yeah. guards hit shots, and they weren't like wide open. Oh, we're not covering people. They were deep. We could say you need to pick them up a little bit sooner or quicker in transition, and that would be a correct statement. But those are still four feet behind the arc. Um, 
they deserved that because of their good shooting. But our guards were our guards were very, very, very poor uh, in their yeah, play. They, look, they're, they're fast long. and good on the dribble too. So we had to we had to respect the dribble as well. And I mean, when you're four feet out, you're going to let them hit. They're going to let them shoot. On average, that's a that's a, a let them let them have it. Put an arm up and and look for the long rebound. Yeah, look, I, I, uh, let me talk. Let me say this first about Al Durham. That was a selfish play and a captain. I mean, uncharacteristic. And, and yes, and I will say uncharacteristic of Al Durham, not something he normally does. Apparently, Arkansas's guards were talking a lot, got in his, and, and they got in his head. And, and we have people who were there who were saying that Arkansas's guards were, or Arkansas's players in general, were just jawing a lot. Clearly got in his head. He got bumped from behind and he reacted. And by the way, he fully earned an ejection. That was an ejectable offense and it looked like he owned it at least too yeah he elbowed a guy high in a non-basketball play that's an ejection every time and 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 he deserved to be ejected and he hurt the team he hurt he's a captain who hurt his team the other captain hurt his team as well Devontae green played like it was a pickup game not like it was arkansas at home in a not a must win but a, a really should win game in his senior season and he was out there playing like it was showtime and, and it wasn't. It was time to get the ball in the post to your best player. And and where, where it drives me nuts is the fact that you're right. There were not many guys playing well. There was one guy playing well. And Arkansas was overplaying to, to, to defend him smartly. Indiana has to come up with something, whether it's box-to-box screening, whether it's setting double screens, whether it's you know shuffling the floor, changing things up, whatever. You have to get him the ball. And at least let him get to the free throw line. Now he missed five of his nine free throws, and Trace has been struggling in that area over the last few games and needs to rework on his free throws. But still, at least get him fouled and get him going to the line is something. But he's not getting touches. And it's that's your best player, and you're not getting him touches. That that's on Coach, you know, Miller, Coach Roberts, Coach Flint, all those guys to figure out something to make it so they can get him the ball. And they have to do it. And, it's, and, and look, because you're going to come into a situation, Big Ten play, where nothing's going right offensively. Steam can't hit threes consistently. It can't. It just can't. That's going to happen where teams are going to sag off of you and suck into the paint. And you got to hit a jumper. Well, if you can't hit a jumper, you're still going to f- need to find a way to get the ball in the paint and let that young man go to work because that's the only thing that's working for you offensively. And so that's a downfall, Ryan. That's a downfall of deciding to go with the big lineup. Uh, and play in a big lineup because it congests the lane. Agreed. And if people are going to play behind, Arkansas adjusted. They played. They were fronting at, yep. at the beginning, and Indiana was able to go high-low and get some action. And then they played behind, and they played off the guards and sagged in. And they left Joey Bronk in yep. on the on the on. But the I'm going to go long. back, and and I so the the the. Issue with Archie Miller is deciding to go big because now you have three guards and they're not playing well, and you really need to go four guards uh, and have Justin Smith, who can't shoot the three, to stretch the floor and go four around one is one of those answers that you're looking for in order to get. And those players weren't available tonight or weren't playing in such a way to make that adjustment tonight. No, I mean, Jerome Hunter would have been a good fit tonight, and he was obviously injured. But, I mean, Ray Thompson pulled out on the floor in the first half and was playing well, threw threw a couple of really nice cross-court passes, and then would go in and get rebounds. I mean, it's a guy I don't understand why he's not playing more. I mean, and he's more versatile than Jerome. He was out guarding a guard 23 feet from the basket and shutting the guy down off the dribble. And, and and then the second half, you've got Joey Brunk clogging the lane the whole time. And again, Joey has some really good stretches, but he has some really bad stretches. And when he's on the floor for a six-minute stretch where the team loses the lead, you need to switch him out. Like, I'm sorry. You have to switch him out. Love Joey. Love his personality. Love his attitude. All of that. And love the way he plays sometimes. 
get him out of there and switch a guy who's more versatile, especially against a team that's playing four guards. You or even need someone who's more versatile. Even at least give Duran another chance again. Yeah. I mean, Duran, the poor guy, gets these little chippies in this horrible. The second second foul was the horrendous, almost one of the worst calls of, of the game. Yeah. Where he, he's dribbling through and his guy just shuffles in front of him and flops. And, and then we, he doesn't see the floor ever again. It, the I, kid can't catch a break. Yeah. And I would like to see him get in there and at least try something with him. Might as well. I'm on the more more minutes for Race Thompson bandwagon as well. Thank at you. some at some point if if we're going to struggle uh with with some of this this rotation stuff, get get some of these guys. I'm big Jerome Hunter if he's healthy to feed these yeah, guys Jerome more Hunter, minutes. Jerome um, Hunter would have been a great guy to have today, I think, because his size and his versatility, you can pull him out on the floor, but he can also go in and get a rebound and change things up, and you could even post him up individually on a guard and and some of those things. It's a bummer he was out today because I think he really would have would have had a positive impact. The the decision making again. This is where I would go back and and coaches. We take it as as well as anyone. The criticism is that the guards' decision making was just poor from shot selection uh, to to how to pass into the post. I thought there were times the post was open and they didn't take a chance. Um, you got to. Uh, give some credit. Arkansas is a top 10 defense and they were really quick with their feet and really quick with their hands. But one of the storylines that I thought really was a difference was that Indiana wasn't up about nine or 10 in the first half with missed free throws and missed shots at the rim. Some of your Joey Brunk criticism comes with his soft play around the uh, rim and was getting uh, shots uh, blocked. And also Justin Smith started out the second half more aggressive. He was not aggressive. And so uh, the coaches have got to, you can, we can make these excuses all the time. Good Devonte, bad Devonte, locked in, uh, Justin or not. But here's where I do agree with Ryan. At some point, uh, you got to say to these guys, you're not playing. We'll play race Thompson and lose a game by 20 or whatever, if that is going to happen. But, uh, Justin wasn't, uh, locked in. We need him to score some points and be aggressive, uh, at the beginning of the game. And I thought the 38, 33 lead, uh, with a good defensive effort in the first half, did not allow uh, for Indiana to have that room when you knew a, a, a three-point shooting team was going to get hot, and Indiana yeah, did and weathered it. Start hitting shots. Yeah. They weathered it for the most part in in the second half until that last seven-minute stretch where they had one field goal in the last seven minutes uh, and, and and ran out of gas. Um, now, I look look. I just want to look at one thing right now. The three guys who had pluses in the plus-minus category. The plus-minus isn't perfect. But it tells you that the team was winning when they were on the floor, winning their matchups when they were on the floor. Al Durham played five minutes and was plus one. Rob Finnessy was plus eight. And Race Thompson was plus three. Race Thompson only played 12 minutes. How is that possible? That when a guy who is minus 13, like Armand Franklin, I get it, he's a guard. You have to have him out there. Uh, uh, Justin Smith, minus nine. Devontae Green, minus 10. Joey Brunk, minus six. You have a guy who's plus three who gets you rebounds, who makes some good passes, who, you know, steals that has had a steal was two of three from the field. Yeah. He took a really bad three pointer, but it was one and, and, and and you don't put him back in the game and you don't try late. Hey, you know what? Things aren't going well. Let's give somebody a rest and put race Thompson in for a couple minutes and see what happens. Maybe it gives us a spark. I mean, that is what I don't get. That is the problem I have is that you were playing badly and you kept the same guys on the floor and not just the guards, everybody, you know, change the dynamic, change something up, filter one new guy in. I don't care if it's just one. It doesn't have to be a lineup change, a whole lineup change, but just put one more guy on the floor, change it up. And it just felt like it was stagnant and Arkansas figured out how to attack the guys who were on the floor 
And so by not changing it up, by not bringing in new guys, you just got the same thing over and over again for the last seven minutes. And they got one field goal in the last 749, a field goal and a free throw. That's it. And Arkansas went to score 19. And you've got, you know, basically the same group of guys on the floor the whole time. And it's 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 mind-boggling to me, especially coming from Archie Miller, who has consistently said, we want to play 11 guys. Well, if you want to play 11 guys, then play 11 guys. Play these guys, you know. Throw Demisi Anderson in there for a few minutes. Throw Ray Thompson in there for a few. It might be one minute, but at least it'll change the dynamic on the floor. And that's what drives me nuts. I realize all the stuff about the guards. You guys are right. The guards played horrible. There was no leadership from the upperclassmen. Nobody got everyone together and said, hey, this is not happening. We are going to focus and we are going to win this game. That didn't happen. None of that happened. And you had you know, guys who were supposed to be setting the example on the floor, taking wild shots, not finishing strong at the rim like Joey Bronk, as, as you mentioned, Coach, a couple times. Had the ball a foot from the basket and got blocked from behind three or four, th- at least three times. And so... You know, I, I get all that. I get that the guard play is a problem and you're limited with what you have and all of that. But at some point, use the bench as a weapon. You need to. And you need to use the fact that you have this bench that is deep, that you say you're trying to develop and try and use. You need to use it to your advantage at some point. And, and to just go with that with those same maybe six guys for the last you know six minutes of this game while you're getting hammered and not changing anything is just so disheartening to me as a fan. Well, we'll discuss that and even some more coming up as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's uh, loss to Arkansas, uh, 71-64. to uh, I'll try to point out some meaningful moments that you might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers uh, to highlight the most important notes from the game. You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stick with us. Hi, this is James Blackman Jr. I never miss an open three, and I never miss an episode of The Assembly Call. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosier! You're listening to The Assembly Call, IU Post Game Show. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips and Chat Mob Chad as we are breaking down Indiana's loss uh, tonight to Arkansas. We've talked a lot about uh, some of the reasons. I'm going to point out um, a couple of meaningful moments. I'm not sure you missed them because if you're an Indiana fan, I think you'll see why. But um, Indiana had a technical foul where they were going to shoot two free throws. Arkansas had a technical foul. And an 85% free throw shooter was selected uh, to go up and um, didn't even get the ball past the front rim, which, again, I think um, speaks volumes to his conditioning at the least or or his health at the guard and and why, you know, Ryan and I are going a little bit back and forth on on the Archie Miller stuff uh, with with the substitution. And then later... um, Armand Franklin, I think, clanked two free throws short as well. And in a game that was real tight, and then it just exploded to an Arkansas lead in the last two or three minutes, Those that could have stretched the lead out. Um, again, I think even after that technical, Indiana did go back up nine. 
But again, you're looking at 11 or 12 or 13 and withstanding uh, some of those uh, big shots. Chad, um, your thought again about Indiana's free throw woes um, resurfacing today and, and maybe costing IU a game. It's definitely one of the factors that played into it. There, when we were at least about five or so points down on them towards the end of the game, uh, we had 10 or so, uh, nine missed free throws and just increase our percentage to our standard average of 72. And that's a tied ball game right there. Um, so missing those free points is definitely a, a big deal. And like you said, um, I think those, those missed ones at the end there from our guards who were getting fouled on the majority towards the end of the game were from them being gassed from three of the three of them sharing all the minutes. And uh, again, maybe Rob wasn't the good choice there on the coaching staff. I think Devonte maybe should have been taking those, those shots. Um, but yeah, you, you've, you've got to hit those, those easy ones down. A lot of woes that, that, that we don't like to see as IU fans have reared their head in this game and, and, and caused us to get a W on the sheet. I think sometimes coaches, obviously you want to put your best free throw shooters on the line, but I think also want to get players going. Um, and yeah, I thought and maybe that was percentage an attempt for fantasy. percentage-wise is the guy you go with, too. He's, as you said, he's got a high percentage. Green actually hasn't shot free throws very well this year. He's down in the 60s, the low 60s. So I, I, I had no problem with that. I agree with you with the leg issue, the legs issue. Maybe that, that you have to make that call in game, but most of those things are set up. Hey, if you're on the floor, yeah. you're the shooter. You know, it's, it's set up way beforehand. And he just, and, you, you just don't think that he's going to miss like that. I mean, no, maybe miss it, one long off the back iron or something, but he was, I mean, a foot short on both of those. It was really kind of sad. And, and that, that always looks bad as a coach too. And you select someone who goes in and clanks two, two free throws. Yep. Um, it's like, and a, I'm always like biased for coaches kicks in soccer. You pick, you, know, you pick a guy, you have a guy picked and then you, when he misses, you, you look terrible. Uh, you know, all the years I coached, I'm really dumb. And the two years I was retired, I was a genius because I was now in the stands and everyone looked at me for advice. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm used to that criticism. And, 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 I, and I do think there are there's some valid points to, to the substitution and the players and the, and the, the big lineup at times hurts Indiana um, when, when the post is taken away. Another, another moment, and then I'll turn it to, to you guys to share your moments. Um, when Rob missed those free throws uh, – the, the video went to Coach Miller and his next play, Rob, next play, Rob. And, and coaches, sometimes we, we have to fight for our teams to keep a mental approach that's level. And it's obvious that this team does not have a level mental approach. And, and at least I think Coach is aware of that. Um, he's not fixing it yet, so that's on him. But the, the idea that in the Notre Dame game when the offense went bad, uh, they sulked and let it affect their defense. And tonight, um, just bad decision-making. And really what you have to do in a game sometimes is just keep encouraging, encouraging, and then rip their rear ends at the next practice um, because confidence is such a, a shaky thing in today's world. Uh, and it shouldn't be. Uh, but this team lacks a little bit of that mental toughness. And I think that was, uh, for me, a moment when he said, next play, Rob, uh, that a lot of guys start hanging their heads when things don't go well and need to just toughen up and, and be ready for that next play. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right. I, um, sorry, it took me a second to unmute there. Um, I think you're right. I think it's, it's the kind of thing where you have to be delicate with that, uh, the, the confidence and, and all of that stuff and with, with the player's confidence, but at the same time, you know, instead of maybe ripping them on the floor, maybe that's when you sub them out. As we talked about with substitutions, if you sub them out and, and you could even say it encouraging, like, Hey, sit for a minute and refocus or, you know, you don't have to 
lay into them on the floor as as um as you said but at the same time you could you could kind of send a message by sitting down watch the game for a little bit see the flow and understand you shouldn't be shooting 25 foot jumpers off the bounce you know i mean it, it's it's just regardless of who it is i i think that that players benefit a lot from sitting on the bench and watching and 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 maybe understanding hey oh yeah i should do this or maybe i should do that or 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 you know just seeing a different perspective chad any moments that stand out for you uh that were meaningful in, in today's loss I, I have to at least give something positive out there. I mean, uh, Demise Anderson continues to uh, impress me on how he has improved on defensive side. At, at the beginning of the game, this was a game that could have been scary for him, uh, seeing him in there defending according to how he used to play last year because he could not keep guys in front of him. But him sliding his feet, he, he, was, he stayed engaged and uh, shut down a lot of drives from some of the guys that he was guarding. So, I mean, I really enjoyed what he did. Uh, uh, probably possibly a negative would be towards the end of the game when you could see IU was maybe going to uh, keep their lead. Um, their star player who had had a, t- a tough game all game gets his fourth foul, sits out for a little bit. Then uh, IU seems to be kind of keeping the game at, in their hands and Arkansas is forced to bring Jones back in. And a missed opportunity by Indiana to immediately the next couple plays on offense to go at him force him to play soft or get his fifth foul and, and, and sit down. And, and we didn't, we didn't do that and uh, caused him to still be in the game and be a factor for us to lose the game. Chad, I think that's, that's where my criticism of what's going on right now um, will, will lie is that we do not have a North South game. Um, when the post game is taken away, then we just got to hit threes. And that obviously wasn't happened tonight. Um, I'm not sure we have the players uh, to play north south to get down the hill. I thought maybe Jerome Hunter might be one of those guys. He's not ready to do that. Devontae is, but then he gets in the traffic and throws the ball behind his back and off three legs. Um, when it is when healthy, Finnessy can do it. But... When healthy, Finnessy. And, and I'm, I'm, ti- I'm tired of making excuses, but it when you don't have the guys that you designed the team for, then it becomes tougher to design stuff um, to, to make up for, for the deficiencies. You go to your strength, you go to your strength, and you need to have a secondary game, and the best guy with your secondary game obviously is not up to speed yet, uh, whether it's lack of practice or still the, you know, the issue, the lower body issue that's still haunting him uh, somewhat, and then you, you don't have Al Durham at all. So um, yeah. I, I think, Chad, that was a very – uh, a very good point that you can go north got, south right at him and get that kid in foul trouble. He hits two big threes uh, to stretch the game out for Arkansas. Yeah, I've got I've got one moment that I thought was really interesting at the time was uh, Rob Finnessy came out. Uh, Indiana was up nine with seventeen twenty one to go in the game. Rob Finnessy came out. He'd been playing just phenomenal defense on uh, on Isaiah Joe and and really forcing him into some tough shots. And Joe kept shooting them, but they were off. Uh, as soon as he comes out, Armand Franklin subs in for him, and the next possession, Joe hit a three and just started to get hot, and and that cut it to six. And Indiana actually got it up to eleven uh, later on by about sixteen oh four. So Indiana actually stretched the lead after that. But Joe had found a rhythm. That shot went down, and he felt good, and and it just turned into everybody was chasing chasing Isaiah Joe, and that left other guys open, and, and so that really opened up Arkansas's offense was him getting hot is what opened up Arkansas's offense and getting that first one of the second half to go down was 
I thought really key. And it was fantasy came out and they were trying to steal like another minute and a half until the under 16 timeout. And I get why you do it. But at the same time, you know, in hindsight, you look back and you're like, man, we probably should have left him on the floor until the under 16 timeout or something because of what happened. Joe got loose, hit a three, and then it just all kind of cascaded from there. Arkansas really started building up, really started hitting shots. And then at one point there was a, you know, one stretch from, let's see, from it was about the 15 minute mark to the 13 minute mark. Uh, Arkansas cut it, the lead from 10 to two. And, 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 you know, that's only two minutes of game play. So you let a guy get hot and, and he comes back to haunt you. Ryan, I think that's a, a, a great point. I think Musselman uh, ran some high ball screen pick and pop action. Uh, yep. And both Indiana Hoosiers stayed uh, instead of switching. And you saw immediately after that, they did not get one of those high pick and roll pick and pops after that. But one was just enough uh, to get Joe his sight line and his rhythm to where then he was hitting from all other spots. And I, I think Indiana defensively, uh, I, I know that we're upset, but I thought they guarded rather well. Um, I thought the, the three-point shooting most of the game, yeah. was deep. I think I can only count maybe two wide-open threes that went down because of rotation or a missed assignment. Um I think a lot of them were contested or yep. deep threes where they just pulled up deeper than they normally would. And, and, you know, I said that on the halftime report. You just hope that a three-point shooting team that shoots 29% on the season doesn't get hot because if you shoot them, they might go in. Well, that half, um, I don't think it was a defensive issue. I was worried with the two bigs guarding their four-guard lineup. But I, I thought defensively, I think at half it was .892 points per possession and ended up over one because of, of the shooting and fouling uh, down the stretch. But uh, yeah, Arkansas, Arkansas shot 47, shot. And, and the next our next segment is numbers, uh, inside the numbers, so we'll just go to that. They shot 47.1% from the three-point line in the second half. That's and 20% points, over. And 28.6 in, in the first half. So it's yeah. a 20-point swing. And here, look, I mean, Arkansas had not shot well coming into this game, but we've seen this game before. Teams get hot against IU. They have for the last five, six, seven years. I don't know what it is about Assembly Hall. It must just be fun to shoot there because teams just get hot. And uh, they shot, yeah, 47%. Joe only made six. of He made six, but he had shot 17 times on the night. Problem is that the the six that he hit uh, got it to where IU was probably over guarding him a little bit. And that opened up other guys like Jones hit four of nine and Sills hit two of four. I mean, it, it just sort of opened the floor up. and and. You know, it's it just seems like you snuff out one problem, but it creates another one. And I, I just keep going back to you got to make adjustments in game, whether it's the players making them themselves or the coaches. You got to make adjustments in game. And look, your defense when it starts giving up threes, you got to answer at the other end. That's the way you stem momentum, and you stem momentum by getting the ball to your best player and having him stick it off the glass or dunk it. And and, and that's you know. You make them, when they get hot and hit two threes in a row, you stop that run immediately instead of letting it just drift on and drift on and drift on. Even if you make stops, you got to answer at the other end because a 6-0 run can be a 6-0 run for three minutes. It doesn't have to be 6-0, you know, then 9-0, then 12-0 immediately. It, it, it just, you let them hang on to that momentum and hang on and hang on without answering and you get what you deserve. You get what you earn. And, and they didn't earn the win tonight because they didn't stem to the tide and stem runs and stop them. And and you know Indiana scored twenty six points in the second half. 
You know, I mean, that's just, that's embarrassingly low point total for a half of, of basketball. Arkansas outscored him by, outscored him by 12 in the second half. I mean, that's just, you can't do that. And we've seen Indiana do that a few times this year where they just let teams back into games because they stop focusing and stop focusing. And whether it's on defense or on offense, you can't lose focus because every team in America can beat you now. I mean, there's that much parity. It doesn't matter how talented you are. You cannot lose focus for a second. And, and that, again, that's that's a coaching issue too. You got to find a way to make that a longer period of time of focus and maybe 40 minutes. Chad, I'm going to throw this one to you. Eight turnovers in the second half as a meaningful stat. Um, and, and most of those uh, came from Tennessee, Franklin, um, and Green, the three guards. Uh, and it was after a nine-point lead. Uh, under 10 minutes, uh, Devontae had two turnovers and Franklin had two turnovers uh, in that stretch where Arkansas came back to tie and eventually uh, take the lead. Um, your thought on on the guard play turnovers in the second half, 14 overall, but eight in the second half. I think that that ties in with uh, a little bit of what you were saying before, Coach. I think it, they were gassed. I mean, the missed free throws, that that's throwing the, the ball up at the basket. Turnovers. Are, are basically missing a pass. You're not missing a shot, but you're missing a pass or you're, or you're, you're causing your dribble. You're missing your dribble or something like that. And, and that can be attributed, I believe, to some bit of their exhaustion uh, from, from playing with a three-guard lineup. Uh, but still, it, 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 these weren't turnovers trying to do the right thing and get it into the paint. That's the frustrating part. These were uh, mental breakdowns. Um, uh, driving in Amar Franklin on one of them and and passing it, I believe, to uh, Rob Fennessy, who was standing up on the on the side of the bench out of, out of out of the game. You, we just they got to be more mentally strong at that point. Poise, man, poise. Yes, yeah. and and use use the ball to your advantage. Move move it around, and 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 it just got stagnant. We were doing that weave on the outside. Guys were coming out to. Uh, Trace was coming out to set the block, and then and then uh, we weren't passing it in. It just it yeah. Aggravating. And, and the, the aggravating thing for me, um, and, and I came on the show after the Florida State game and was, was praising Devontae and wanted Devontae to change, but Devontae is still uh, Devontae Green. Uh, you is, thought man. the thought uh, he hit some shots at the beginning of the second half, and you thought, okay, he's going to carry us to, to victory, but he, he allowed that um, success to get into his head and, and took bad I shot after bad check. shot. I get one heat check, but there were about – Four heat checks. In the yeah, and, half. and they were just um, like, oh, come on. And that that that's again where uh, I will agree with Ryan. At some point, you got to say you're done for tonight. Um, it would have been easier with Al Durham. He did it last year. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like, and 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 I'm not saying just done till the next t- time out. At some point, you're going to have to say you're done. Um, and, and it's hard with the, you know, when you already had one guy out. Um, it's it's hard to do that as a coach too, where. You know, every show, I mean, we're on here for an hour talking about how bad uh, his roster management was tonight. Um, and, and that gets to you sometimes, and every game is important to win, but the season is a long journey. Um, and that his his play, you can understand Franklin. Franklin had a bad game against Nebraska, come back, had a good game against Notre Dame. He's a freshman, he's learning, drove baseline through it sure. to the ghost player on the on the wing those things are going to yeah. happen um, took some bad shots yeah, had a couple he, he drove into you know drove into crowds i mean freshmen do those things you get he's going to be okay but durham he and green a, a successful freshman uh game yeah. last game and then came out thinking he could do the same thing that's that's yeah, what, agree yeah. totally Dur- agree and totally think that he was i thought he actually played okay on defense tonight he was worthless on offense yeah. I and mean, he really was he didn't do anything positive all night on offense but 
I'm not mad about that. He's a freshman. He's fighting through and figuring it out. And he's also a freshman. We didn't expect to be a huge contributor this year. You know, he's a guy who should be getting some minutes and, and trying to figure it out, but he's not, you know, he's not a guy we're relying on heavily. He's not trace, you know, we're not relying on him heavily. So if he has a bad game, you're not hugely disappointed. You wonder why he's on the floor. Now, again, if there are extenuating circumstances to why he was on there out there instead of Rob Finnessy, I get it, but you also got to, as a coach, it's your job to tell him, Hey, don't drive right now. Don't don't unless you're wide open. Don't take that shot. You know, I mean, like those you can tell a player those things like, right. You're not having a good you're not having a good night. Call, pass the ball, you know, move the ball, get it inside, do those things. And, and it's, it's your job as a coaching staff. And I'm not just Miller, the rest of the guys, too. It's your job as coaching staff. Communicate that to those guys and make sure they know, hey, we're not winning when you're taking a contested three pointer from the corner or you drive into a crowd of three guys who are bigger than you and, and don't have a plan, or you leave your feet on a pass and just kind of throw it to the other team. Like we're not winning when you do that. And, and yeah. so, it, you know, it's just, and my final salvo at you is that sometimes coaches do say things to players and players right. don't apply it. And, and there's no mic and there's no mic on the bench for us to know. We, we just see what the players do. And if they um, don't guess what Cooper Bybee's down on the end of that bench, he can step <laughs> at, at in some point. Now, now I do agree with you there at some point, if the same stuff happens over and over and over again, th- then that has to be that has to be done. Um, maybe in game time, more or so on the end line running. Um, sure. d- difficult job. So, um, not a whole lot of numbers that are meaningful. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll here's keep... one: thirty four points in the paint to twenty for Indiana. Yeah. Why didn't we see more of that? You know, I mean, that's the you know, it's, it's... That, that's the storyline, and and we'll talk about this coming up in the, in the next segment because the game balls will be a little light. That's the storyline of the last two games. When teams take away our strength, what does Indiana have to do? And I'm sure that 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 the coaches need to and will be trying to figure out what to do because that obviously has cost us almost two games uh, when, when the inside was shut down. And so coming up on. Um, the assembly call, we'll hand out our game balls and hit any other lingering storylines. Um, look ahead to Indiana's next opponent. Uh, then it will be time for um, our last call. That's next here on the assembly call. Stick with us. This is Tim Priller, and I never miss an episode of the Assembly Call. You're listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up for free IU Hoops newsletter, our email newsletter. Over 7,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. You can also text IU to 66866. To subscribe to the newsletter, that's IU to 66866. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Ryan Phillips and Chat Mob Chad, and we are breaking down Indiana's loss to Arkansas uh, tonight. Um, it's now time for our game balls. Uh, I'm not a very good person in giving out game balls on, on a loss. Um, Didn't we decide not to? Wasn't that figured out? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go first and give a game ball to, to if we're going to give a game ball on a loss, it goes to Trace Jackson Davis specifically for his first half. He was fantastic. They couldn't find him in the second half. That's not his fault. 
Um, he continues to be just a stellar freshman player. Uh, you know, as as good uh, a post presence that we've seen at Indiana in a long time, and and uh, he he deserves all the accolades he gets. Unfortunately, his the rest of the guys around him didn't step up tonight. Chad, your thoughts on game ball? Yeah, exactly. It, if if you have to give one out, you give it to Trace. He he was uh, a force to reckon with against this team. Uh, they didn't know what to do against him. Uh, he was double team, triple team. He still was able to rebound the ball, get it back up there, do what he needed to do, be strong with it. Um, and I just guess I just want him to see to develop, I guess, a, a more of a dribble drive uh, when the team can't get it to him. Just go out and get it yourself and take it to the hoop, I guess. Yeah, that I'll make it three for Trace Jackson Davis. Chad, I think you have a great point there. Get him some elbow catches and, and have him maybe spin an attack or something, and something besides at the low post. Uh, obviously, that's going to be needed. Uh, so, so we we are um, unanimous in our choice for Trace Jackson Davis. Brings his total to seven game balls on the year with Al Durham one, Devontae Green two, Rob Finnessy one, Armand Franklin one, and no one also on the scoreboard uh, with one. Um, but Trace Jackson, 20 points and six rebounds tonight. So Couple blocks, too. I mean, he yeah, played well defensively. Just, he was he was doing everything he could tonight. I mean, honestly. Um, Chad, I don't think. Go ahead. I, just, I want to pose this to you guys. Do you, I don't think I could point to anyone on this team tonight that played terrible defense. No, most I didn't my, think the defense was bad at most all. Most of my grief was on the offensive side tonight. Yeah, no, and the problem is defensively, you can play a good defensive game and lose when you're not countering when they make a good shot and sometimes you get lost defensively and a guy will get a layup. Okay. Don't shrug your shoulders. It happens. Not, you know, you're not going to play perfect defense all night, but yeah, when they hit some threes and start to march back or you get a foul and they're shooting free throws or whatever, you get those things. The key is, you know, sometimes having a good offense is a good defense because you answer that and it, it, it can stem the momentum. It can stem the good feeling that they're having where they're, they're just knocking down threes and getting whatever they want. I didn't think guys played bad defense. I thought they got lost in rotations a few times, but again, that happens to everyone in every game at some point. The problem was when things started to snowball, there was no answer. You know, I mean, you give up 71 points to a team is fine. If you score 80, you know, you don't feel terrible about it. If you, if you, if you score 80 um, and, and then you got some of those points at the end of free throws and stuff like that, if you're actually playing the defense, you played all game, maybe the game's at, at 65 or 63 and you feel better about it. But Chad, I think you need to be able to answer at some point. And they didn't answer. And that allowed Arkansas to just keep and they were having bad, quick possessions, which put you back on defense real quickly. And 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 there's no, you know, you talk about guys getting tired. They get tired from playing defense all night when you're making stupid decisions and taking bad shots. I, I think, Chad, you bring up something that if we had to find something positive on a loss that can be positive is that it, the defense has been a major concern. And I thought tonight the defense was winning defense. I thought they could. this defense tonight could win many games. Uh, I think it was hurt, as Ryan said, with bad offense. And, and it's like a pitcher who's getting no run support. you got to be perfect. Um, and that's that's hard to do um, in college basketball to play perfect defense. And then you just got some Especially guys who late in the game got, when you're yeah, tired and got hot and and hit some shots. But that game offensively, there should have been a big enough cushion, Chad, that I you could have withstood some hot shooting, uh, a couple of breakdowns defensively. But I was really happy I, again, like I said at halftime, that I thought the our four man guarding one of their guards really was okay. Uh, I don't think we really got beat. Um, an awful lot uh, defensively. A, a couple schemes caught us, but then 
it was fixed real quick. And so the positive for Indiana fans is if Indiana can bring this kind of consistent defense, they're going to be in ball games, And that's the thing you want to see, Chad, is defense keeps you in every game. And your offense will come and go because it's more skill-oriented. Uh, but if your defense is there every game, you have a chance to win. And Indiana had a chance to win on a night when they were not very good offensively because of their defense, and that's been rare um, so far this year. Well, worth noting, too, Indiana shot 42.4% from the field, which isn't great, especially with how good they are as a two-point shooting team. That was not there tonight. Uh Arkansas only shot 40.3%. They held Arkansas to 40% from the field. Problem was they hit 12 threes. You know, I mean, that's, you know, you actually defended their shooting pretty well. They just happened to hit 12 threes when you on the other end hit five of 21 from three, missed nine of 18 free throws, and then you're not getting the ball inside. So the two-point shots you're getting aren't good two-point shots. You know, you're not getting the points in the paint that you got that got you the lead. Yeah, this this was an offensive night. I'm going to come back to you, Chad. Uh, Indiana's 11 and two, uh, lost only one non-conference game, uh, and not understanding the chance to go undefeated and this loss just sticking with us uh, from recency bias. Um, if you would have been guaranteed this record uh, at New Year's, what would your thoughts have been uh, at the beginning of the season, taking an 11 and two going into the new year? Uh, knowing all the questions that we had in the deep team and and how they were going to gel together and the whole concerns with how light of a start that we had in November, I would have felt okay, honestly. I mean, it's it it it's a game where we had a we had a tough couple December games and and uh, we fought through them and figured it out and it's going to be a tough big 10, but, um, I would have bought it. I would have, I would have been fine with it. it. It's trying to see outside of my frustration from this game and, and, and aggravation. Yes. I'm, I, I would have, I would have been good with it. Ryan, what, you know, again, erasing tonight's recent memory and frustration, 11 and two, uh, with this roster, um, yeah, sure, you buying or selling. Yeah, you feel fine at 11 and 2. I mean, you know, we had wanted to go 3 and 1 in the non-conference games. You go through at least 3 and 1. You go 3 and 1. Um, the disappointment comes from actually watching these games and that's where the concern sets in. Is actually watching these games and you, it doesn't feel like a secure 11 and 2. You know, and it feels like you got absolutely just run out of the building against Wisconsin and then to see Notre Dame came back from 17 down to actually take the lead late by five and you kind of you rewatch that game and you think wow if Notre Dame just doesn't turn the ball over here or doesn't miss this wide open shot Indiana loses that game then you look at you know the UConn game and you probably could have lost that one as well had a few things not gone your way you start to look at and you see this is a very weak 11-2 and and I'm I'm thrilled that they figured out the way to win games and I said that after the Notre Dame game hey they got down and they found a way to win a game and, and that's that's a positive for sure but at the same time, there are two performances right now that really concern me if I'm an IU fan, and it's the Wisconsin game, and it's the way they finished the Arkansas game. Those are two just brutal finishes to games. I, I will add to that, Ryan, and agree with you that ever since the Florida State game, the UConn game, add the UConn win, uh, the Wisconsin loss, those are, the last four games have been a real struggle. And I, really? I know someone said on Twitter tonight that every game is going to be a rock fight, and that might be just the team that Indiana has. They're not going to play smooth. It's not going to look good. They're going to win their games. It's going to be a you know, win-ugly type of season. Um, but I, I am too concerned more offensively with the, the lack of variety 
that Indiana has to go to offensively feel a little bit better if they can be solid defensively. Chad, going forward, your thoughts about this Indiana Hoosier team? Look, these these last four games that we had, the, the problem has reared its head the exact same way each time. If you look back at, at each one of those games, the problem and what led the other team to get back in was the offense not being aggressive, us not driving, us not going north and south and getting the ball to the guys under the post. That has constantly been the issue, and I hope the coaching staff is able to see this as well and we're able to figure that out. This was the game, we talked about it on Assembly Call uh, this this week, that uh, was going to be a momentum pusher, and we needed to come in strong on this one and get a good good game in to lead us into this tough stretch that we have in the Big Ten. And it, it did not happen like that. Hopefully we get to turn it into some coachable moments, and uh, they can turn it around, and once we start uh, this Big Ten run, we can, we can uh, look back on it as just a small stain and something that we overcame. Brian, you think the the problems that Indiana has are fixable? They got to get healthy. I mean, let's face it, Rob Finnessy needs to be starting, and I think Devontae Green, with his inconsistencies, needs to be coming off the bench. Uh, I think it needs to be Al Durham and Rob Finnessy, and I I think you need to see some of these bench guys getting more opportunity, getting more run. I mean, Ray Thompson, I think, over the last couple games has been one of the bright spots who's earned minutes and has not gotten to play them. And and that concerns me, because if Archie's not seeing what we're seeing, I, I get it. He sees behind the, the curtain and all that. But in games, Ray Thompson's helping them play well when he's out there. He's aggressive. He gets rebounds. He can defend on the perimeter and in the post. I mean, what more do you want when you need a swing four guy to open up the floor for Trace Jackson Davis? You need a guy who can do both. And and I, I know people have been saying about me in the chat that, you know, you're just a Ray Thompson fan. I am because he helps the team play well, play well and they play better when he's on the floor. I mean, it's, it, I, I don't get it. I don't get why he's not getting more time. And I think, I think whatever's going on with Rob Finnessy, he, he needs to be in the game. And whether he needs to just focus straight on conditioning or what, he needs to be at a point where he plays more. And, and sometimes you get an injury that really nags and hurts and is awful, and, and you just got to play through it. You want Rob to be healthy, but, I mean, in games like this, when it's late and you're you're not playing well, he's a guy who needs to be on the floor. He just does, and and you know Jerome Hunter's got to get healthy and all that stuff. But man, somebody needs to provide a spark, and and you're looking for anybody to provide a spark. And I think Ray Thompson is a guy who provides a spark. I think Rob Finnessy provides a spark. Jerome Hunter can be a guy who provides a spark. Hopefully, when he gets healthy. But yeah, they need something, and and it's it's pretty brutal when you can't even pass the ball five feet inside to your best player in the entire second half of a basketball game. Even if everybody knows it's going there, Trace Jackson Davis can beat double teams. He can beat everybody on the floor. He was the best player on the floor tonight, and and they just couldn't even get him the ball, and that's what's the most disheartening thing. I I, I will agree with you there. I I am clamoring for Race Thompson and Jerome Hunter to get more minutes and let them grow in games uh, because those are those are your dudes that are going to be able to get points and defend and do some things. And uh, again, wonder what's going on health wise with Rob. And that's where I'm going to leave it tonight as a positive. Indiana's 11 and two, and with their full roster. the roster was somewhat flawed and always going to have issues, and and the roster has not been full because of injuries and things. And so at 11-2, and two, without your second-best player in Rob Fennessy playing any really maybe one or two meaningful uh, spots in games, I think that's kind of remarkable that Indiana's at 11-2, and two, should have been 12-1, and one, or 
even despite all of those problems, that if those things get fixed, Indiana can make a, a nice run and get to the NCAA tournament. A reminder to everyone listening, Banner Monday tomorrow, depending on Jared's internet service, uh, we hope uh, check Twitter for updates on that. Uh, AC Radio on Thursday night will be after the bowl game. Uh, we wish the Indiana Hoosier fans, uh, football fans, and the football team a lot of luck. We'll, we'll be on after the game to talk a little bit of the, the football uh, bowl game and also some Indiana basketball. And then next Saturday, uh, a noon game, IU uh, plays Maryland on the road in, in their yeah, third game fun. in the Big Ten. Um, although Maryland's got some issues, not so much sure at their their, their place, do, though. Yeah. Uh, so you are listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Remember that because you're an Assembly Call listener, you get 20% off your entire order at homefieldapparel.com with the promo code ASSEMBLY20. That's ASSEMBLY20. So if you want a great deal on the most comfortable and unique IU apparel that you'll find anywhere, go to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code ASSEMBLY for 20% off your entire order. Okay, guys, it's time for the last call. Uh, we'll start um, with you, Chad. Your last call on... Uh, this losing evening. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up Ryan a little bit on his uh, race Thompson love. Um, it, it's out of boy Chad. You know how yeah. to get back on the show. Hey, buddy. In Indiana, uh, in and basketball in general is a role playing game, and you got to have guys that play their role. Indiana, a fact that we know is Trace Jackson Davis is our best guy out there. What we need is a role player with him out there, someone that can compliment him, that can help him do the things that he does. And while at times that can be Joey Brunk, in the end, I believe when we have bad stale games like this, it's got to be his man, Race Thompson. He can get in there. He can get those rebounds. He can set good screens. He can clean up things for him. So he's got to be in there with him. Ryan, your last call. This is just a dis- it's a disheartening win. I think that's the word for it. It's just disheartening because I think there were stretches where Indiana played really well, did what they were supposed to do, did what they want to do, and proved that they could do that against Arkansas, who they were playing, that they could beat Arkansas when playing their game. In the second half, they got completely away from doing the things that make them a successful team and allowed themselves to be put in that position and didn't fight back and, and, and say, no, we're not going to be dictated to. We are going to dictate to you the kind of game we want to play. And that's what's disheartening, whether it's the coaching staff, the players, the guards, the post players, who, you know, whatever you want, whether it's the cheerleaders on the sideline, whoever's involved that, that just gets dictated to by an opposing team and says, all right, we'll back off from throwing it in the post and we'll just pass it around the perimeter and, and maybe try a weak layup or, or fire a 25-footer. You know, when you're playing into the hands of your opponent, you're a sucker. And they played like suckers in the second half. They were given certain things by Arkansas. Arkansas was willing to give them certain things, and they took it instead of forcing their will and imposing their will on another team. And you did it at home. If you get imposed, you know, if you let a team impose their will on you at home, that's just, it's sad. And it, and it was a sad loss. And I feel really bad for Andy Bottoms and his family that that's how their weekend in Bloomington ended, was having to watch that in person because it was terrible. And you know, you go back to the Al Durham, uh, you know, throwing an elbow and getting ejected. And, and again, he earned that ejection. And that's your team captain. That's the kind of thing you're telling other guys not to do. You know, you have to maintain your poise and not do that. And you know what? They really could have used Al late in that game. Devontae Green, another captain, shooting four of 12 from three. There is no game on this planet where Devontae Green should be shooting 12 threes in a game, especially when it's close and you're taking him off the bounce instead of a catch-and-shoot situation. 
there's no game on this earth where he should be doing that. And he knows better than that. And, and it's, you know, you're a captain, you're supposed to lead Joey Bronk, not finishing strong at the rim. When you have a wide open layup, you're a junior, a transfer who's a vocal leader on this team. You can't do that. And, and so it's disheartening to see your veteran guys, the guys you rely upon and cr- you're supposed to rely upon in crunch time to close out and win games, not play the way they're supposed to play and, and allow themselves to get bullied and pushed around. That's the most disheartening thing. And to have your coach not follow through and, and change the mo- try and do things to change the momentum of games when you're losing it at home is really, really hard to stomach. And I get why IU fans are frustrated and upset tonight. I'm one of them. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. That should not have happened. There is no way that game should have ended the way it did. And it's back-to-back years where you lose to Arkansas and you feel terrible about how it happened. And, and it's just really hard to feel good about this team after watching this tonight. It really is. Despite the record, they're 11-2. and two. Despite that record, it's hard to feel good about the way this team is playing. I would say tonight was a total team effort in the loss from the coaching staff to the uh, players. Uh, kudos to Trace Jackson Davis for showing up and, and competing every night. Uh, but you have some coaches who are known for toughness, um, but that toughness needs to get towards the, the team in holding these leads and playing complete games. Uh, and so uh, they need to take a deep look all the way through the program and, and not let opportunities like tonight slip. Uh, so that's that'll do it for this edition of the Assembly Call uh, IU post game show. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. And don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to 66866 to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to longtime listener Bob Thompson, who produced much of the music you hear on the show. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you on Thursday night. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim. And go Hoosiers. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. All right. That'll do it. Yikes. That was not good. The show, I was good, but the game, I mean. Yeah, you guys did a great job. I have no problem on the show. (sighs) The loss, when I lose, I just want to shut it down. As a coach, I go in my room. Yep. Don't want want to talk talk to to anybody. anybody. The last thing I want to do is talk for an hour after a loss, but that's what we get. That was, oh man. What do you, what, what do you drill first practice then? Practice Monday. What do you, suicides, what do you do? suicides all day. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you know, there's so much that needs to be fixed offensively. I mean, how about doing post feeds for an hour to get the ball inside? Um, you know, um, I mean, what I, do you I just, think they should do there, coach? Is it block to block screening? What should they do to get him open? You know, well, if you if you they do some, they do some diagonal back screen to get him in the post, yep. some screen to screener that wasn't working. Um, they've done some screen and roll and replace, mm-hmm. bringing a high one post up as the other post rolls and trying to isolate him. That didn't work. Um, you know, they're they've done several things to try to get people in the post, but when you got, it's the same problem that Indiana had last year. There's not enough dudes last year. You just backed up and let, um, and took away all driving lanes for Romeo and all plays for now trace Jackson Davis and Joey Brunk, when he's playing well, that's the only offense that we have. And they're just going to pack in the lane. I would never, I would never front Indiana. I dare them to throw it in there and I'd trap and then dare people to shoot. Uh, and until he gets healthy to break people down, that you know, Notre Dame did it. Um, Arkansas did it. 
Um, and it's just going to continue. When you're one-dimensional, you're kind of – that's the thing that has me worried is Archie's not sitting here saying, I just want to play bigs to play bigs. He's playing bigs because that's what is best on his roster right yeah. now. The yeah. problem is it's a guard's game, and, and I think Archie knows it. Uh, and right now his number one guard is not healthy, and his number two guard is a flip of the coin whether you're going to play well or not, and your third guard got ejected tonight. Um that doesn't mean he's not responsible, but th- this team can't shoot to three, can't drive north and south. All they can do is throw the ball in the post. Well, if I'm a team, if anybody playing, I'm gonna play in front and behind, yeah. and just watch you shoot all night. Well, there was a there was a good guard there watching tonight, so hopefully he saw that he can come and uh, play immediately and make a difference. Yeah, we'll see. He 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 would, and Finnessy would. I think if Finnessy was healthy in October, this team's a whole different team right now offensively. And maybe that's just too much faith in, in Rob Finnessy because he has not played well um, the last couple games at all. Well, and I think I think yeah. having Al at the end of this game too, he would have at least tried. He's decent on the drive, and I think he would have at least tried some of that to alleviate some of that uh, bottleneck that we had on the outside getting in, getting it in there. Um, it was ten thirteen when the technical foul, or right after, and then we went up to a nine point lead after that. So it was the last what. Um, and then they subbed out Trace Jackson Davis at 8.48, trying to get the eight-minute timeout rest. Right? In the first they're, half, right? Yeah. First half. No, this is the second half. Well, he got the – Oh, the technical, you mean the technical yeah. on them, not – On uh, them. Not, so we were up nine with eight minutes to go and got beat by seven. Mm-hmm. And I no, looked I at the live stats, and it was like uh, no field goals in six and a half minutes. Yeah, it was. It wound up being uh, – 19 to 19 three, three in the last run. seven minutes. Yeah, Yeah, 19 to three run. You get and and by two 16. of those points were Franklin's layup with 20 seconds went, to go. Exactly, yeah. So it was really about a 19-1 to 1 run in that meaningless layup. But it's you get – that's the thing is you get outscored by 16 over the last eight minutes at home. Like that's and, and, um, unacceptable. Rob didn't play the last 317. He got subbed out at, at the under four-minute timeout and never played again. So he was with, out there at the beginning of that. Yeah, at the at – the, uh, you know, at – with the way that Franklin and Devontae were playing, I, I put Demisi at the two. Like I'm, I'm mixing things up. That's about I, the only thing you could have done. I, yeah, no. It, 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 even if it's just for a minute, you know, like move, uh, move Justin Smith to the two. Put Demisi at the three. Put Race Thompson. Like just for a minute, do that. You know, just to get those guys off the floor because you're at least you're resetting a little. You know, yes. I mean, even if it's I, I, I get that, possession. but as a coach, you're sitting there too saying. Did Demisi do much of anything when he was in there? Like hurried three, didn't yeah. he shoot his no, three I, as normally agreed. as he did? Like yeah. winging it and questionable with the nothing. handles, and the, they were stealing the ball from him. Um, no, I, you know. I I get it. I'm I'm just saying, get those guys off the floor for thirty seconds. You know, like and and because what was going was just so so bad. I mean, it was just and there were stretches. We were in our text where it was, there was a stretch of like six minutes where they had the same lineup on the floor and didn't score a basket. You know, earlier in the first half, it felt like it was like four four or five minutes where they had the same lineup on the floor and didn't score a basket. It's just like this. I, I tweeted out. I said this lineup is poison, and it's and it's it, whether it was they are always. It was just in this game together on the floor at that time were terrible. You know, you know, like whatever it was going. So, and I, I'm I'm very careful, and I'm biased because I'm a coach too. And I mean, course, we're in our I film, and we're we're five and four at the high school level. We've lost to some good teams, and you know, we're not trying to throw the ball away. We had we lost to a really good team 
um, and had seven points on point guard to guard turnover passes for layups, and then we fouled him. You know, we didn't we didn't draw that up in any timeout, um, mm. but it is our responsibility to limit that, right? Uh, but I I just I understand it's our strength to have two big guys out there, but in the college game, I think Justin Smith has to play the four, and you need to get some people who can hit shots out there. Um, yeah, I, I just I have from the very beginning. I hope that's not reactionary just to tonight, but play Hunter and Demisey at the three, play Al Durham at the three, rotate Franklin in at the one and two. I don't know. I, I just. I truly don't understand what he sees that Thompson isn't playing more. I mean, every time I feel like he's in there, he grabs a ton of rebounds, moves the ball offensively, can guard on the perimeter and in the post, moves well. Like, I, I don't, I, you know, he took a bad three tonight. Don't get me wrong. But other than that, like, what did he do negatively? You know, I, I maybe he got lost on one possession defensively, but he's Here, also out there guarding a, 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 a small forward guard on the perimeter who's trying to break him down playing perfectly and then contest his three his deep three point shot like that's what you need you need a guy who can be versatile like that especially you know a guy who can switch on to one of those guys if you know so that your guards aren't scrambling to recover here here's the criticism i have of archie playing 11 and playing big when you play 11 you don't get guys in rhythm that's if true. they're only playing two or three minutes at a time they're not in rhythm they can't show you what they can do um and you know some coaches are okay with that. Um, I think you just got to play your best dudes and got to play your best dudes together. Here's why he's not playing. Who gets the four minutes? The four minutes are Trace Jackson Davis, and he's hardly ever coming out of the game. He might play some at the five, but a Trace, Trace Jackson should play Davis some at the, at the five, five at this point. I think. But then he's gone small at the back end of halves to put games away and to, and to guard better. He's gone small with Justin Smith at the four. So there's limited minutes for race at the four, and he's got Joey at the five, Duran at the five, and Trace at the five eating up those minutes. I don't think he's looking at and, – and sometimes as coaches, you can get in a rut with your substitution mechanism or your thoughts yeah. of these players. No, I, I understand. Yeah, And I think that's what he, that's where race is. He's not that he's playing badly. It's just that he's a backup in these situations, and then game flow goes away from him in the second half when you wanted to go – Small lineup. Um, I truly think that our best lineup right now, <laughs> however you want to slot them, four and five, our best defensive lineup is Trace and Race at four and five. Like, however you yes. want to put them. You put Race at the five if you want. I don't care. He can rebound. He can get up and get the ball, and he can defend guys. You know, unless you're facing a seven-footer, which how many of those are in college basketball actually playing right now? You know, you, you can use him in the post. And then when you, you know, switch and, you know, need a switch on the perimeter or whatever, he can step out and defend a guard creditably, you know, where Joey Bronk, if it switches onto a guy is dead. I mean, he's legitimately going to get, going to get, going to get shot. What about just rotating him in to replace Bronk and replace Trace Jackson, make it a three person four and five. I mean, that's fine. You know, again, right. At least, at least um, rotate that in and, and, but then when you need to try to get Duran, his, his six to 10 minutes and, um, it becomes tough when you're trying I agree. To with an 11 man rotation. 
Uh, that's why you see people play seven, eight-man rotations. Agreed. And, um, and I, I just look at this team right now, and I think that you know you need somebody who's consistently providing a spark. And every time Ray Thompson comes into a game, he's grabbing rebounds. He's passing the ball around the perimeter. He had a great skip pass for a three-pointer in this one. That you know, jump for, hook to Rob two. to Rob Finney. He had a jump hook. He had a dunk. He, you know, I mean, he just he adds something every time he's on the floor. Like I said, he was one of the three guys in plus-minus, and one of those guys only played five minutes. How early? How early was his three in the shot clock? Was it real early? I it thought was it was about. Yeah, I think it was about ten. He was a little far back. I mean, kind of in the end, middle. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, twenty seconds, but it was. It, you know, it was. It had, there was time left. It was. They could have gotten that shot. Okay, he could have moved the ball. It wasn't. It wasn't a forced at the end of the shot clock. But he thinks he can shoot that, and he's made one this year. But and to know. some extent, though, and I've learned this recently, in, in the guy that I work for at the high school level. Um, he says sometimes you need your non-shooters to be able to shoot the ball a little bit so yeah. that so people come out and guard. Uh, one of the ways to open up the post is to hit threes, and if you're going to be wide open and not shoot it, that gets on film, and then they're never going to come out, and then it makes passing and screening hard when yep. they're sitting back at the at the arc, defensive arc, when you catch the ball. And if he has the capability of shooting, it's just like Armand Franklin, 14%. If you tell him not to shoot because he's shooting 14%, we don't win an Notre Dame game. Uh, there's... There's fine lines sometimes with with that, but yeah. All right, guys, I got to get back to work. It's uh, mm. Sunday night, and there's football on. All righty. We'll see you guys later. Have a good Thanks holiday. Thanks for filling in. Year. Yep. No problem, guys. Later. All righty. We'll see you. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger—they're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Let me be straight with you. This is a radio commercial for three small business insurance. With three, your entire business is covered. So while you can't see the following scene, just know that this contractor's business is protected by three. Hey, toss me that drill. Yeah, man. Heads up. Oh, that looks expensive. Now this is an insurance moment. But three's got it covered. Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three, no nonsense, just common sense. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.